with no limits whether it be sports current events or random thoughts this is the place to step in and stay a while your host is a proud alumnus of rio hondo prep a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions welcome to the get home safe podcast and your host matt persima Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Do you, hang on. Wait a minute. Do you guys hear that? Listen carefully. Shh, be very quiet. That's the sound of 49er fans. If you listen carefully, you can hear in the distance yeah but five super bowls yeah we live in the past shh they're putting away their 49er flags and pulling out their la dodger jerseys most of them here in southern california happy tuesday everybody go rams go rams go rams go home 49ers and for the rams they can say They're staying home. The LA Rams are hosting the Super Bowl for the second time in two years that the home team gets to play on its uh, home field for Super Bowl. Hadn't happened in 54 years. And now here it is happening in back-to-back years. LA Rams are victorious in the NFC Championship on Sunday night. Um, What a scene it was at SoFi Stadium. A ton of Niner fans, a ton of Rams fans. Uh, it was loud in that building, man. It was it was loud. You could hear it through the TV set. Um, I was extremely loud myself. Um, a lot, just lost my mind all day. Uh, worried, scared. The game lived up to its billing. Two incredible teams, some amazing players. Uh, the intensity of the game was just, oh, it was, it was incredible. So the Rams have an opportunity to go win uh, their fourth world championship here uh, in two weeks against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. I can't even, it's hard for me to even say those words, Cincinnati Bengals who upset the Kansas city chiefs, the fantasy football team, Kansas city chiefs, 21 points in the first half could have had 24 or even 28, but then stop scoring. And the Bengals, the Burrow led Bengals, just with more grit to them than uh, anything I've ever seen just kept coming. Uh, lost the coin toss in overtime um, and, and got it done, man. Intercepted Mahomes a couple times and Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. What a crazy world we now live in. Bengals, Rams. It feels eerily similar to the 99 Rams with the Bengals. The Rams were a joke in the 90s, an absolute joke. Uh, we're talking like four or five wins a year. That was right in the middle of that stretch of the 49ers, killing the Rams 17 times in a row. Um, and uh yeah, bad times, and all of a sudden the Rams got good. We're good for a few years in St. Louis, and then 
we know the rest of the story. Uh, now, for those of you on here, like scratching your head, saying, why did Matt miss, miss, miss speak? He said four times. The Rams haven't won four Super Bowls, three Super Bowls. Um, no, they haven't. But I will say this. Football's weird. Football's funny. And I say this because it's annoying 49er fans who constantly say crap like, oh, yeah, five Super It like like it's some kind of Jeopardy question. No one asked you a Jeopardy question. We, we were decided a game on the field yesterday. We're not having Jeopardy questions here. I didn't ask how many Super Bowls the San Francisco 49ers have won. But it's like this, this defense mechanism all the time. That's like saying, uh, say your candidate uh, lost the election, the presidential election. Oh, yeah, well, well we won it last time. What, what does that mean? Cool. Congrats. Live in that past. Way to go, 49ers. And I say three-time world champions because football is this. There's this weird thing, affiliation or attachment to Super Bowls. It's the only sport I know where they change the name of a championship game and all of a sudden other championships are now irrelevant. Because 49ers, if you want to play that, we have five Super Bowls game. Fine. We'll go wait. We'll go even further back. The Rams have two NFL world championships as do a lot of other teams who, who won uh, NFL championships, right? That was just what it was called, the NFL World Championship. It wasn't until 1965, I believe, where the AFC and NFC, AFL and NFL played each other in a Super Bowl, Super Bowl one, which is what it was deemed, and that became the World Championship of football. So, but it's like for some people, the modern age, you want to erase – what happened in the past, the race championships before it'd be like in the 1970s being like, Hey, we're renaming the NBA uh, uh, finals. We're going to call it the, the last, the last series or something. And so championships before that don't count. So yes, 49ers, you may have more world championships than my Rams do. You got three or you got five uh, all in the Super Bowl era. Rams have three world championships, 1945, 1951. And 2000 of course the greatest show on turf so you want to play these games we can play games i know it's weird these days with like facts and data you do those things now you get pulled off of youtube you get censored and everything but i'm making a stand against it i am going to provide facts and data because you can have opinions well my, i like my team the best well that's fine you like them the best but they lost they lost on Sunday to the Rams after you had beaten them twice. And when team, when, I've said this before, Laker fans do this all the time. They're the, so I'm, I'm not just saying this about 49er fans. Laker fans are the worst. Anytime they lose in the playoffs or don't even go to the playoffs. Oh, yeah? Well, all the championships. Who cares? If there's a bragging contest for how many championships you've won, then you have a point. Don't even play the game then. The game shouldn't be played. They have more championships than them, but that's don't even play the game. It's so sad and soft. Oh, yeah, more championships than you. It, you sound like a freaking seven-year-old. Just lick your wounds and go away. You lost. Lose like a man. Can you say that anymore? I don't care if you can say it or not. Oh. Annoying fan bases. The 49ers are right at the top. Oh, congrats, Matt. Congrats. Yeah. Talk to me when you have 
first of all, I have no say over. I just, it's just team I root for. This whole we thing, I, I am so sick and tired of, oh, we didn't play good enough. You didn't do anything. You sat on your couch eating chips. We. Kyle Shanahan calls you for a play call, then say we. Go ahead. Oh, I couldn't tell you how happy I am with the victory on Sunday. I posted some videos. I had a long uh, late night video on Facebook Live with a cigar. Uh, I had some great fans tuning in, some haters on there. By the way, you see this shirt for those not on YouTube? This says Los Angeles football, Los Angeles football. L.A. football, like the stadium behind me, SoFi Stadium, the beautiful Stan Kroenke Dome. Ram Kroenke, baby. What a – I know the people in Missouri don't like that guy. But here in L.A., we love him. We love it. Left my heart in San Francisco, whatever that – I don't know. Bay Area stuff. Again, sickening. I saw some people come down from Northern California. I have some good Northern California uh, friends. But my goodness, I got, I got a Niners fan, a ton here in LA. I know one in Florida. I know one in uh, Virginia. And I'm just like, what? Oh, it spreads. The Niner, 49er variant. So anyway, uh, world championships. If anyone is curious, because most everyone knows uh, the Patriots have six Super Bowls. The uh, Steelers have six Super Bowls. Uh, as far as uh, world championships, in uh, in uh, the NFL, excuse me, I believe it's the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they have 13 titles, the NFL um, championship nine times, and of course, four Super Bowls. The Chicago Bears actually in there too, uh, but most of their titles came uh, courtesy of the NFL championship. So um, just keeping people up to date. If you want to go back, we can go back 49ers. So yeah, you got five, Rams got three. It's okay. That's pretty, it's not even. Yeah. And, and when was the last time? 95, I think 27 years. Okay. Uh, I know you were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. And, and again, I, I've said this before, I'm all about recent relevance. If you, if you're in the mix, I think the Niners are a, a relevant team here much more than other pretenders. So, um, Oh, and, and one other thing. I do say the, the term world champion. Now, that may offend some people. That offends Greg Popovich, the coach of the Spurs, who doesn't want world champs on his banners. He wants NBA champs. Well, unless there's a, a tackle football league in uh, Somalia or something, that uh, it's a random country I picked. It's not meant to denigrate anybody. Uh, sorry, it's world champs. If, if you're... I'll, I'll take it a step. If you're a, a spoon twirler and you're the only one in the world who does that, uh, or you compete against the only five people in the world who does it, uh, you call yourself a world champion. All right. It's the world championship. Champions of the world. Yes. Yes, it is. So uh, NFL titles, world titles, world champs, be city champs, state champs, national champs. Why not world champs? Don't be offended so easily. Oh, so. Where do I start? One more thing on the Niners. This is this is just I wrote these things down actually before the game. Because I think most of the people from my generation, my age, round my time, um, I think most of them were front front runners. That's how they picked their team. And it was probably due to their parents or whatever. And I know if your parents are from somewhere, I totally get that 100 percent But I think what happened is 
uh, people started to buy into the San Francisco thing because they dominated the 80s, four titles in the 80s. They were still good in the 90s. And then, of course, Steve Young takes them and wins another Super Bowl in the mid-90s. So it was a bunch of people that were like, well, we don't have a team anymore. But my, my question is, how come nobody in L.A., Southern California, how come nobody flocked, I don't know, to San Diego and became a Chargers fan? Nobody came an Arizona Cardinals fan, even the Denver Broncos. Go a little, I mean, it's not just the next closest team. It's not what I'm saying. But to root for a team from the Bay Area that if you're down here in LA, you're supposed to despise. I'm sorry. It's LA versus LA versus the Bay. In it always there's always a rivalry there. But some people, you know who you are. I'll try to I'll try to uh to get away from this and just kind of enjoy um what uh, what transpired so nfl championships yes 49ers you have five rams have three and uh to play at home possibly go after their fourth is pretty awesome uh what a game debo samuel i said it before i'll say it again such a beast um the the 49ers could not run the ball very well on sunday and they had it in the previous meetings that's that's their bread and butter. That's really uh, how they how they play ball. They bully ball. You know, um, the Rams play the run exceptionally well, and you could see that from the very beginning. Uh, so the 49ers, being the 49ers, found ways to get Debo the ball. They kind of started these quick short passes, is as treating them as kind of their running plays. Um, Debo saying was so hard to tackle. It looks like because he just runs by guys and they bounce off him. And that 44 yard touchdown uh, pass he had was uh, something special after the Rams had really moved the ball. Well, that first drive, they, that, that, that tip interception, I'm just going, Oh, Niner football, man. They're just so opportunistic. Uh, the Rams take a seven set, seven, nothing lead Niners tie it. Uh, you go into half. I think it was, I think it was, Oh no, Niners got a field right before half. So 10, seven. And you're just like, man, this is kind of weird that the Rams don't have more points. I felt like they moved the ball a lot. Uh, my goodness, Cooper Cup. My goodness, Odell Beckham. Uh, he had some incredible catches. Uh, a Blanton, the Blanton, the t- uh, backup tight end. He caught a touchdown against the Buccaneers last week, and 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 this week comes up clutch with some uh, big time catches, some great blocks. I thought the offensive line of the Rams did a heck of a job in pass protection. Uh, the the Niners like the, the pocket would just coll- it was right around Stafford. Everything around him was chaotic, but they didn't get a whole lot of. Uh, sacks on him you know they were pressuring him they were hurrying him but the o-line held their own against one of the best pass rushes in all of football in the 49ers um uh, the rams really didn't run the ball great they they probably ran it too many times on first down just very consistent too many second and uh, nine uh situations stuff like that so the running game for both teams was kind of out the window and if that happened, I, I, I felt more confident in a, a, a Matthew Stafford than I did a, a, a Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G just missed Kittle early in the game, uh, deep down the middle of the field. I thought that was a huge missed opportunity for them. Um, the uh, a couple of, of big hits in the game. Uh, you know, I thought the officiating really didn't really play a part in, in the game. Uh, there was a, a few fouls that were missed. Uh, Ramsey got taken down by a face mask on a punt play where, you know, the, the, the end zone was threatened with the, with the kick. So the officials eyes are kind of going there. There was a play by uh, Ben Skoranek who kind of ear hold the guy for the Niners that didn't get called. Um, and then uh, they, when they picked up the flag on the hit on Debo, I thought that was really well officiated. Uh, just a clean hit, looked big, looked bad on uh, in full speed. They talked it over a clean shoulder to the chest hit. 
I thought Debo might have been banged up worse there, but he came back in. That dude's a warrior, man, just a warrior. And um, I think I read this correctly or heard this correctly. I, would, I think Eric Weddle led the team in tackles. Uh, so not bad after, you know, playing pickup basketball a few weeks ago down in uh, San Diego and then lead the team in tackles in the NFC championship. Uh, if I'm wrong on that, I do apologize. Didn't double check my sources, but um, let me see here. Where do we go? Where do, uh, so uh, the Niners go up 17, seven. And at this point, if you're an honest Rams fan, you're just, you're worried. You're like, Rams have moved the ball. Why, why, why do they not have more points? Um, but the way the defense was playing again, pressure in Garoppolo couldn't get to him. Didn't sack him all day, but I thought they did enough. They did enough. Aaron Donald kind of had a, a defensive team meeting, rallied the troops, if you will. He doesn't really say much too often. And uh, when he did, it seemed to switch gears on a flip, a flip, a switch. Um, that was, that was wild just to see the defense uh, dive in and do their thing and uh, keep the Rams in the ball game. And then Matthew Stafford was great all day. Um, uh, you know, there was a couple ball, the cup dropped the ball. Speaking of drop. And then the very next play, he makes an unbelievable catch to make up for it. The dropped balls. Uh, it's crazy in the, in professional sport in the NFL how many times a ball is dropped Jalen Ramsey ball hit him in the chest drops it the 49er safety uh tart I think was his name dropped the it, was, it would have been a, a great punt just, but dropped the ball a deep ball right in his lap he drops it uh Ben Skoranek again on that long pass from the Rams tough catch tough play but come on man if it hits those hands oh they're way better than me. I, I know I'm just a nobody here sitting doing a podcast in the middle of the day, but oh, that's, that's just, it just drives me crazy, man. Catch it. It's a ball. Catch it. That's what you're paid to do. If I, go, I mean, it's not like a mistake or something. A mental, that's, I don't know. Maybe it's a mental. Right? If guys like Cooper Cup can drop a one that was perfect, then I guess they're human. They're human after all. Uh, where else? Uh, what a scene, though, man. It's a great game. I was going to be so mad if they lost just because you get so close to hosting a Super Bowl in your own stadium. And it's those dreaded Niners, those red and gold. Ugh. I kind of wanted to go to the game. I didn't have enough money to go to the game, but in the morning, seeing all the traffic and everything and the chaos down there, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I did not uh, roll out there to SoFi. My couch was much better, even though I was walking around pacing most of the time. And I got to tell you guys, this is one of the best ideas I ever had. Uh, woke up morning. It's a long day. I made breakfast, did some laundry, um, a lot of coffee. And then uh, first game started, watched, watched all of that. And one of the things I did was I have this little TV that I roll around. I put out in front of uh, the big TV for NFL Sundays or other sport fights and stuff. Uh, just keep your eye on, you know, two different sporting events. Like, uh, I don't think that's weird. I think that's as God intended. So, but what I did, I was like, this is championship Sunday. This is different. This is a big deal. Like I wheeled that TV in here to the kitchen uh, and angled it so that if you had to come in and uh, do some cooking, because there was some food, food prep and stuff, uh, grab yourself a drink or whatever, or like me, I was just pacing back and forth. Um, you don't miss any, any action. So consider that guys, gal, gals, whoever, 
get a little TV. Maybe you have one in your kitchen already. Like uh, I, I, I would like one in here, but I don't know where we put it. So we just have that little portable one. We, we wheel around. So one, get a TV on, on the wheels. You, you'd be shocked at how much uh, you, you utilize it. And uh, on big games, big moments, yeah, put one in the kitchen so that you can roll in there and not miss any of the action. I was really, really happy with it. And it enabled me to kind of walk around and pace um, that final interception where Donald wrapped him up and uh, Jimmy G out of desperation, just flung it over there. That interception. I don't know that I've jumped so high yelled. So I think I, I yelled yes, probably 12 times. Um, you know, it was pretty loud all game, just trying my best to, to stay sane and not get too high, too low, but you know how that goes as a fan. I had a great interview with Travis Carlson on Friday, friend of mine from Florida. who's a huge 49ers fan. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, we really dove into the preview of, of, uh, of the game and the rivalry and everything. And, oh man, that was a fun conversation. So check that out. If you haven't had a chance, especially after kind of the result here, result I wanted anyway the the stadium sounded man like and it looked with the shots and everything it looked I don't know how else to say this but it looked LA man it looked like LA football had arrived those those first few games in the Coliseum back in the beginning of the McVeigh era when they really started to piece it together uh, the first year in 16 under Fisher, the Rams were back. So the city was like, yeah, Rams football. Uh, but they were so bad and the, the, the stands really got emptied quick. But when McVay arrived and the team started winning games, I mean, the LA Rams atmosphere was, was back. And, and yeah, there was a lot of visiting teams where um, uh, visiting teams came to games and, you know, the Packer front runners here in Southern California, the 49er fans, of course, uh, where they'd flood the stadium. And that's just always going to be the case with the transplants and front runners that we have here in this city. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't until that second McVeigh year where they had some primetime games. They had the primetime shootout with Minnesota where golf looked unstoppable. They had the game against the, the chiefs who could forget that one. They, the Rams and the, especially in the throwbacks and the Coliseum, it just, it fit, man. And it was like, okay, Rams are back. LA Rams football. You got to compete for um, attention in this city. You got to compete with the Lakers and the Dodgers and the, the, the college teams and the beaches and everything. And I think the Rams have gone all in from, the very beginning after the Fisher year, of course, and bringing in McVeigh and all the moves they've made the past few years. Some people are like, Oh, they're just, you know, you don't want to see teams like that do well free agency. And you know, Oh, that's so LA, but it's worked, man. Look at the Rams may lose the Super Bowl in two weeks and everyone's going to laugh at me and be like, Oh, they're still terrible, blah, blah, blah. But two Super Bowl again, I've told you guys about recent relevance and the, and two Super Bowl appearances in, in four years uh that in itself says something okay uh people can laugh all they want about the buffalo bills losing four straight super bowls in the 90s but man they were there it's hard to get there all right people want to worship lebron james because he goes to the nba finals every every other year and he's lost way more than he's won but he's this you know greatest ever whatever we don't need to waste our breath on that but um i don't know the the i would i would say Rams beat the Cowboys in the Coliseum in the playoffs that for that um, 2019 year, excuse me, 2018 season, 2019, January playoffs. Uh, that was a ton of Cowboy fans there. Again, a lot of Southern California uh, Cowboy fans. Uh, 
but that was a moment that first playoff win that one was like all right again old school la rams first dallas that little history there in the postseason a lot of memories there i did hear this stat that again the 70s were before my time but the rams went to four i don't think it was four straight but in the 70s the rams lost um four nfc championship games four and then they finally uh, got to a Super Bowl. I think it was a win over Dallas in an NFC Championship game in in the seventy nine eighty to to uh, play in the Rose Bowl to against the Steelers, which they lost in their first uh, Super Bowl appearance. But and that's crazy. I think that's where the Rams kind of became the the talk of the town back then. And in you know it was pr- prior to the it was prior to the the Dodgers uh, winning multiple titles in the eighties uh showtime and the lakers it was prior to that where the rams were kind of in it kind of always there in the in the 70s um after you know 79 80 49ers took over and they dominated the 80s and then lakers basketball and so if you don't stay relevant you kind of disintegrate and that's what happened the rams disintegrated into mediocrity and then even beyond that in the 90s and then ended up going to st louis so it's it's crazy how quickly things can change i think we are at a moment right now where this town it's been slowly but surely is transforming and it's and it's it's may never be uh bigger than a laker town because i think the lakers and all their success here um unless more and more people turn off the nba like i have i i think when you think of la you think of a laker town and i don't know that they'll ever overtake the lakers but i i do think that the rams could make this a rams town as a close second i really really do um, the Dodgers have been great. People love the Dodgers here, uh, families and generations. But I think you see a lot of that too, uh, with, with Rams families as well. If you just open your eyes, I mean, they're here, they're around. Uh, there's just so many other people, uh, that like other teams that they kind of get, uh, drowned, drowned out, I guess. So I think we're at a transformation right now where some people even, uh, you're going to hit the younger, younger crowd, you know, the teenagers, who are kind of like, who do I root for to root for teams? Dad likes to root for teams. Uh, no, I'm going to be a Rams fan, dad, or what, you know, whatever. Like, I think the Rams have done it, done it well in a sense of attracting, being an attractive team to root for, if that makes any sense, being an attractive team to root for here in LA, because there, again, there's so many, there's so many uh, options here. You can't tell me though, but sitting back, let's say you're a Rams hater. Okay. But you're proud of LA and this and that. And you, you can't sit, you can't tell me you don't sit there watching the Rams play a big game at the brand new SoFi stadium and think to yourself, man, that's, that's LA sports right there. I mean, 75, 80,000 people show up for, for an event like that. Uh, and I know a lot of them Niner fans and other, other cases visiting teams. It just has a vibe to me that says LA sports and certain people around the country are going LA sports. They're a joke. Ha ha. Well, not in recent years. I mean, there's really been uh, a collection of great talent out here in, uh, in Los Angeles and uh, the greater Southern California area uh, area. So I, I don't know, man, you, you guys may, may hate on the Rams and you probably don't like that. I just talk about them all the time, but I'm talking about them now because they're good. They're in the Super Bowl again. And uh, who knows? Next few years, I, maybe I won't be able to. They seem all in on this year. Last time they went to the Super Bowl, they didn't even make the playoffs the next year. So 
uh, sorry guys, humble brag, humble brag. This will be a lot of Rams talk here uh, in the next couple of weeks. I also want to talk about Super Bowl traditions and things of that nature, a top 10 food list. Uh, I want to get into all that stuff here. Uh, I don't know if, uh, about a guest Friday. I haven't had time to sit down and record one yet. Maybe I'll do a show by myself. Maybe I'll, I don't know. Uh, I'm working on guests. So I'm trying to pull something together. It's getting uh, more difficult now as uh, people are busy, people are doing other things. And a lot of people I've uh, not used, but uh, had the privilege of sitting down with already. So uh, I don't know who's going to want to come back and do another one, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm just through the roof, uh, thrilled that the LA Rams defeated the San Francisco 49ers um, in a classic, really was a classic, iconic uh, game, iconic moment with Donald rustling, rustling Jimmy G, um, wrapping him up on third and long, and then just that stadium exploding and I lost my mind. So go Rams, Rams, Bengals, two teams that uh, kind of a laughing stock of the league for a long time, especially the Bengals. First time in 31 years, they win a playoff game and then they win three of them and are now in the Super Bowl. And I want to talk about, well, first of all, before I get to that, our, our beloved governor, I don't want to go off on a COVID ramp, ramp, rant here, but you know, all this talk about how deadly and, you know, we, we got to reimagine and, uh, the new normal, blah, 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 blah. The, the governor's at the game, maskless. Everyone's supposed to wear masks there. And I know they're not going to enforce it. And, and I don't want it enforced, personally. I don't want masks. I want normal. But you can't sit on your pedestal and lecture people how important something is. This is just like him eating at the French Laundry restaurant. He's there at the game, Magic Johnson. They're taking pictures and stuff. Maybe he just took it off for the photo. I don't know. But every kid in California has to go to classrooms and wear masks. And the governor is in an 80,000 seat football arena, which is basically indoors. He's maskless. It tells you a couple of things. First of all, it's not just hypocrisy. It's that he doesn't believe what he preaches. He doesn't believe it. Or if he was terrified or thought it was, for safety, he, he would have had a mask on. He wouldn't be caught dead without, without a mask on. No pun intended. Um, and it's funny to me because in all of his little other photo opportunities, when he's shoveling uh, trash off the freeway outside, blocking traffic and everything, he's got a mask on there. Look, if you're a big-time mask person, you really like masks, you think it makes us safer, then that's fine. Everyone's entitled to an opinion, all right? But I want us to open our eyes and see that Governor Newsom is full of it. It's completely full of it. He doesn't, it's not about it. It's about control. You peasants must do this. It's not about safety. It isn't. Do I care that people wear masks at games? No, I think it's stupid. And if you want to wear one, go ahead. Because if, if masks work, which everybody says they do, what do you care if someone else doesn't have one on? You have one on, you're protected. Similar to the vaccine thing. Well, I know that's controversial. And things that are actually true now that people, uh, had they said it months ago, would have been censored or uh, deemed misinformation. 
I won't get into that right now. Let's celebrate the victory. But Governor Newsom, shame on you. You're you're a, you're just wrong. You're wrong about it. I want to call you so many names. You're fake. You're you're a dictator, forcing little children who virtually virtual virtually is that the right word? Virtually have no not virtual like virtual virtual reality. Uh, virtually, I don't know. Kids who more than likely don't have any risk of COVID, not of getting, I mean, whatever. But you got to mask them up in their, in, their, in their prison cell classrooms. But you, mightier than thou, do what you want. Well, Maddie's vaccinated and the kids aren't. Well, but you can still spread and get COVID, can't you, with the vaccine? Isn't that what we were told? That was, that was wrong three months ago, but now it's 100% truth. Anyway, I'm not trying to get into COVID Joe Rogan uh, debate here or anything. Question: I'm just saying sometimes when you see things that bother you, it's like, you know what? Screw you, man. Newsom. That's us. That's our, that's uh, California. That's what you voted for. You voted for these $5 in gas and all these other things. Well, a lot of that is uh, people running this country people run in this state abysmal i would love for a couple of good things to come forward people who are fans of them step forward hey here's the good things they did they've done really wonder what the ratio is of good versus bad things all right enough of him newsome you're a coward you're a hypocrite and uh a dictator um so uh, man cincinnati down 21-3, and I think everyone's going to point to the play right before halftime where the Chiefs go for it. They're on the two-yard line or whatever, inside the five. They go for it. They throw a little out to um, Tyree Kill. He gets tackled in bounds. They can't get a field goal off. You could have had at least uh, three points there. Um, so you could have been leading 24-3 to going into half. The Bengals, second half, come back, uh, rally for 18 to tie it, and then end up, end up taking the lead. And it was the Chiefs who had to rally and uh, score their only points of the second half with a, with a field goal at the end of regulation. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent. I probably the best quarter, not probably is the best quarterback in the NFL and will be for a long time. But what I saw in the game was what makes him great is what also makes him um, is what also makes him a little reckless. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, he's so good at scrambling out of the pocket, throwing on the run, his little sidearm flips and everything. He's the best in the business at it. He's not always looking to run um, as far as rushing yards. He's usually buying time. And every now and then he does get loose. And it's, it's one of his uh, most underrated traits, I think, is that he is elusive and can uh, buy time and you can't cover those Chiefs receivers forever. Uh, Travis Kelsey usually gets slippery and uh, gets open just when Mahomes buys time. But I thought what kind of happened in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, was there's a little too much like, I don't know another term for it other than like schoolyard uh, football, like just without outside of structure. And I'm not saying just stand in the pocket as a statue and throw the ball, but he did get a little reckless. He kind of runs around in circles and, and that's all good and well for, uh, you know, if you're not getting caught, but you remember the Super Bowl last year 
how much we saw of that from him where he was running a hundred yards at a time, um, dodging and avoiding uh, the pass rush. And again, he just looks exhausted at the end. And I thought um, towards the end of the game, he single-handedly almost choked the game away by uh, trying to do too much running around in a circle. And sometimes you just get to throw it away or I hate to say it, but take a short yardage sack. He's tried to get, get away and, and had the ball knocked away. Bengals could have jumped on that fumble and won the game right there. So Patrick Mahomes is incredible. I don't know if he's ever going to win seven Super Bowls, but everyone was crowning him years ago as being this all-time. He's going to win 10 Super Bowls. It's hard, man. It's hard to get there consistently. The Chiefs have been in the AFC Championship game now four years in a row, um, lost the first one, won the second one, and the Super Bowl. Last year, went to the Super Bowl. Um Lost to the Bucks this year, heavy favorites up 18 in the second half. You lose at home. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong in a football game, no matter who you are. It's no knock on Andy Reid. It's no knock on Eric Bieniemy or the defense. I mean, things happen. That's why you play the game. Chris Berman, boomers. So that's why you play the game when two teams have no business uh, being even. But there's some uh, magic here in Cincinnati. The Borough Bengals, man, they are playing with fire, playing with life. Um, Joe Mixon with some big runs there late in the game. Um, Joe Burrow just is 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 a stud, man. He's he's just a stud. He he's Joe Cool. Doesn't really get too emotional. You don't see him dancing and stuff like I saw other quarterbacks doing this weekend. Um, he seems already in year two to be a pro Joe, the pro man. I, I can't say enough about him. He looks head and shoulder. I mean, similar to, you know, Justin Herbert, who's got a probably a stronger arm and a bigger frame and everything. Um, but doesn't quite have the team around him. Joe's got all of that, probably a better coach in Zach Taylor, a McVay disciple. Um, I think the Bengals, they're no joke. I mean, we, we all see it now they're for real. And the Rams better be ready to play in Super Bowl 56. The Rams are favored. And if I'm being unbiased, I, I do think they're still the, the better team and uh, should win the game. But two weeks in a row now, the Bengals have won games they weren't supposed to win. I think the Rams pass rush is really going to give that Bengal O-line trouble. But we've seen Joe Burrow in pressure situations be just fine under duress. Get sacked nine times, still going to win a game. He's got a head on his shoulders, man, and, and he is really something else. But I thought too too much schoolyard, um, playing on the street with your friends type of ball from Patrick Mahomes. And I know it, it's crazy. It's something that he's really it, – it, it, it elevates him. But in, in sometimes in moments like we saw yesterday late in the game and then last year even in the Super Bowl where it just – it wears him out and he makes some poor throws sometimes because he's so – what's the term? Not cur- – I hate saying courageous and non like combat situations, but he's, he's so fearless. And sometimes, sometimes that's really good. That, that right amount of swagger. Right. But, but sometimes your fearlessness can make you make mistakes. So you don't want to make scared mistakes. Uh, but at the same time, um, man, it, sorry, I'm still like recovering from the, the day that was uh, yesterday. Just the my favorite Sunday of the year and uh, AFC NFC championship and, and, and man, two games that went down to basically the final play 
last second, well, overtime field goal. We got a field goal at the end of regulation and a game-winning field goal in overtime in the AFC game. And then the Rams scored late. Uh, they put together a couple of great drives to get up the field and uh, get the game-winning field goal there with about a minute 45 left. You don't see a ton of emotion at a Cooper Cup, which is a big reason I like the guy. I love him. I think he's the best receiver. He's incredible. What the move he the moves he he does at the line of scrimmage, it it's unreal. I mean, he just he got he's got his little wiggle before he like starts his route almost, and he creates separation. I don't know how he gets so open all the time. It's amazing. Uh, but two touchdowns in the game, one hundred and forty something yards, um, eleven catches. Uh, I think Odell had nine catches for a hundred plus yards. Uh, but the two touchdowns from Cup, the first one in that in the back corner, Stafford. Man, what a dime that was. Um, another one late, you know, Cooper just catches the ball, flips it to the ref. You never see him really fist bump or anything, but when he caught that first down slant and got 20, 20 plus yards or whatever to get the Rams really into good field goal range, I think with right around two minutes left, you really saw the emotion of Cooper cup, just kind of look to the heavens and let out a, a cry of, of, uh, just raw emotion and, it's cool to me when you see guys who don't really put out a lot of emotion, don't aren't kind of those look at me type of athletes. Uh, when you see those guys kind of let it out, it's like, Whoa, it's like when people don't really talk, but then, but when they do talk, you listen type of type of thing. Like Aaron Donald kind of had that moment. And that, that for me was when I kind of went through the roof. Now I'm a, it's funny in playoffs and I get terrified during uh, kicking plays, field goals, punts, whether you're kicking or receiving, I just feel like, Oh, something's going to go wrong here. And I knew it was a chip shot for, for Matt Gay, but still it was, um, it was scary. It was, it was a uh, scary fun. It was a great moment. Rams go down, kick a field goal. I got to hand it to the Rams on special teams too. Uh, the Niners made a couple really good plays on special teams, downing punts and things, but the Rams on a couple kickoffs, with some big hits, some big field position, game-changing uh, tackles, if you will. Uh, just r- really proud of that group. What what a team win for those guys, uh, guys making plays that you hadn't heard of all season. Um, and it, that's why it takes a it takes an entire team. It takes a 53-man roster, plus your practice squad guys and, and everybody. A lot of moving parts for a good football team. And the 49ers will be back. I am curious what they do with Jimmy G. Of course, Trey Lance is there waiting in the wings. Um, can he can he be an elite quarterback or not? I don't know. But 49er fans seem fed up with Jimmy G and are just done with him. And I'm like, okay, be careful what you wish for because um, I know he's he's had his down downward spirals, but he's also had some elite moments. And um, I'm curious if he leaves and where he ends up. And then, of course, the transition to Trey Lance. That should be something to watch next year moving forward. So it's going to be a fun NFL offseason with all these moves uh, probably upcoming. What else was it going to say in regards to the 49ers? Oh, Tom Brady probably retiring. Um, news media, can, can we do this? I don't care what your sources are, whatever. Can we? And then it's we have this rush now for to be first. Well, uh, breaking news. And, and he, he has a responsibility to break this news. Do they get like special prizes or points when they like break something first? The Adam Schefter's of the world, the Ian Rappaport's. 
And then it's not, it can't be confirmed. It's like, well, is he really retiring? Is he not? Why don't we wait for the guy that is actually retiring? Wait for him to say he's retiring. News media drives me crazy. Fake news is a real thing. You don't have to be a Trump guy to, to, to look around and embrace and know that uh, there's a lot of propaganda and fake reporting um, out there. And it happens a lot in the sports media. So Tom Brady's retiring. Then his dad's like, wait, wait a minute. What? And then some other, so I don't know. I, I, if these, if they said he's retiring, he probably is, but let's wait for something to be true. Let's let's, I don't know, a little dignity, a little respect. Let, let, let him make the, the, the announcement. If Tom Brady does retire 22 year career, Went to ten Super Bowls. Half the Super Bowl, half of half the years he uh, he played and started, he was went to the Super Bowl. That's phenomenal to to do it in another team the next year with the Buccaneers after leaving uh, New England. He's the um, he he's the biggest Boston sports icon ever. I think even though Bill Russell has a uh, you know eleven uh, World Championships as a basketball player and of course um, the Red Sox, but I, man, I, I thought when, when Tom Brady signed a two-year deal to go to the Buccaneers, it was like two years. Okay. So what are they going to do? Uh, sign him to a third? Cause, cause all signs pointed to him playing till 45. And I don't know, he does seem done body language wise. Kind of, I follow his um, it's called uh, let's go with Tom Brady, Jim Gray um, every Monday. That's a pretty good podcast. Even though I can't, I can't stand Jim Gray. He's got a, just a, elitist like talk down to your voice i know more than anybody just oh drives me crazy so i'm gonna make a list one day of uh, my most hated guys in sports media i know it's it's easy to put together lists and things when uh there's a slow day at the office if you will so uh so congrats to tom brady um best who's ever done it and a true pro professional and a guy that um will always be talked about forever in the record books and among other things just um the greatest that's ever done it, the greatest uh, team sports athlete of all time, in my opinion, because of the position, the quarterback position, the hardest uh, job in sports, uh, having to be a leader, having to be a good guy, having to um, know everyone around you, um, know that it takes other people than just you. And to go to 10 Super Bowls and win seven of them is, uh, is phenomenal, just phenomenal. Um, so congrats to Tom if it is a career. And if it's not, if he does sometime this week, Maybe tonight on the Monday podcast, he says, hey, I don't know where someone got that information. I'm coming back next year. I would love that because it would be such a screw you to the media in this uh, overreaction age we now live in. So, um, yeah, congrats to Brady if he's done retiring or if he is retiring. So now we start the the longest two weeks of the year. In in August, it's tough because you're waiting for football to start. Baseball's like eh, dog days of summer. Um, so late July and August are, is, a, is a tough stretch of time. Right now is the longest two weeks of our lives as we wait for this Super Bowl uh, to get played here in Los Angeles. I've been doing a lot of Uber driving and I end up in downtown and other parts of LA and there's Super Bowl stuff everywhere. Super Bowl 56 here. And so I'm looking uh, forward to getting some gear. Um, it doesn't even have to have Rams stuff on it. Just Super Bowl 56 in LA is pretty cool. Uh, traffic's going to get going here real quick with with all of that. And it's uh, it's wild, man. The Super Bowl in LA, the very first Super Bowl played here in Los Angeles in the Coliseum. There's been a, a few played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena and uh, here the first game, first Super Bowl in the new stadium. So uh, in 
signing off today. Final thoughts is kind of a recap. Uh, count all world championships, uh, not just Super Bowls. Um, can the Rams take down the Niners in the NFC Championship game? Us Hersham and men, we still can't believe it. it. It's a surreal feeling. And I'm recording this Monday, the day after, so that you guys can get this first thing Tuesday morning. So uh, still kind of like, I wasn't very smooth today. I'm well aware, but, but just um, so much emotion still. And, and again, I don't have anything to do with this. It's just a team I root for, but it's fun when team you root for when they do well and take down your rivals and, and shut up all the critics. And um, it's fun. It's fun because the dark days are quite sad. So Rams win in spectacular fashion, Super Bowl in two weeks here in Los Angeles. Uh, Rams, hopefully, will get to wear their home jerseys on their home field. That would be cool. Uh, Governor Newsom, you are a coward, a dictator, and a hypocrite. Um, LA will, uh, the Super Bowl will be on NBC, called by Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Al Michaels is an iconic LA based broadcaster. So that's cool for him to be in SoFi with the LA Rams playing. And then Chris Collinsworth, the former Bengal wide receiver, who I think played in a couple Super Bowls with those Bengals. Um, when they lost to the 49ers a couple of times. Uh, so there's that. There's all kinds of fun elements here. Um, Joe Burrow, um, the LSU Tiger, Andrew, Andrew Whitworth, 40-year-old lineman, LSU Tiger, Odell Beckham. L- I mean, there's there's so many things here. This this may take a few episodes to kind of soak it all up and to, to uh, enjoy all of this. But for now, the Rams are NFC champions. Uh, one of two remaining teams, Super Bowl 56 is here. And we're excited about it and ready to rock and roll. Let's get this thing going. We'll talk LA Rams football here for a couple of weeks, as well as other things. Again, if you have ideas or about topics or anything, always send them my way. You know where to reach me. Get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. Um, that helps me with content as generally, I just write things down throughout the week, but um, I want to be fan friendly here. Even those 49er fans, even those 49er fans who uh, again, want to carry around their resume and hand them out all the time about what they have done. Well, I don't care what you have done. It's about what you're, what have you done for me lately? What are you doing now? What are you doing in the future? Or does, or, or do you guys just always walk around with your resumes? Like not just 49er fans, but other people. Hey, look what I've done in my life. No one cares. It's good. It's good. It's good that you've done those things, but okay. That's before. Maybe if I have a jeopardy question, I'll, I'll ask you anyway, guys, enough out of me. Thank you for tuning in uh, to the official podcast of Rams football. No, the uh, Rams podcast here on get home safe on Tuesday. I'll be back Friday, whether it's just me again or a guest, I'm not sure going to work on that, but um, man, two weeks and two till Super Bowl 56. It's time to uh, not quite yet, but time to shop and get some goodies ready. We're going to have a big, uh, big thing somewhere. I'm not sure yet, but we're going to, we're going to try to enjoy this one. And hopefully, hopefully the LA Rams, Uh, are victorious and win their fourth world championship and their first Super Bowl as the LA Rams. So can't wait for it. It's been a long time coming. Um, Let's, let's fast forward these next two weeks, man, and get to Super Bowl 56 in LA guys have a great week. I'll see you Friday one way or another. And guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.